Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Sleeping with a Dumbbell. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode one of 14. Well, I've finished this message twice already, only to be reminded of yet another important topic that I feel God wanted to discuss. It only took God three days to get my attention for the first revision. The second time, only a weekend. If you are wondering how I get these downloads from God, then wonder no more. I'm not sure how, and that's that. Ah, but no, I think the how is that they come in the process of maturing that God has taken me through. The ministry, the calling and purpose on my life, and the season to which he has released me to focus on the specific task at hand. That season is now. So back to the task at hand. What? So I was trying to avoid getting lost and trying to explain this, but I'm stuck in it again. I just don't want to leave you high-centered. So to everything there is a season, Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8, and Genesis 8, 22. Your ministry may include a lot of parts, such as going on this or that missionary assignment, and then maybe launching a church or a denomination, writing books and or training materials, speaking at conferences, and or setting up conferences. Thankfully, we have seasons for this stuff. We don't have to do it all, or all of it, right now. That's what I mean when I say task at hand. I didn't just want you to think that your calling, my calling, should be stationary and singularly focused, or that you have to do everyone else's ministry while ignoring your own, a task of which I am familiar. The second adjustment to this message is to add a disclaimer. This message is for married couples only, and I say this because of some of the content. It will not be helpful to the single person as they're developed specifically for the married couple. You will be in a world of hurt if the switch is flicked on before you are maritally ready. I have a separate message for the pre-married group out there, which if you hear, see, and do, could help you to avoid having to need a lot of additional discussion on how to behave in a marriage. Your marriage and or ministry is the most attacked cause on purpose on this planet. The natural world, though they do not know it, is warring fiercely against the stability of marriage and the family that it reproduces. Every child is an eternal being added to the potentiality of being saved and living with God forever. I cannot say enough about this institution, but I know this, it is a type and a shadow of what's to be in heaven. So this is not a message about working out or actually going to bed with a dumbbell hoping to wake up bucked. Nor is it about your spouse, just in case any of you are wondering. I know some of you just hung up on me. Go ahead and dial back in. Sleeping with a dumbbell. Well, here we are again, trying to build a message from a title that dropped into my spirit as I was meditating on events happening in my own life. You see, if you are paying attention to the voices going on in your head, also known as thoughts, I use the term voices as though it can be as loud as voices, and know how to be swirly swifty between your ears, then you can determine its origin and move to the messaging instead of the judging or accusing. I am referring to my experiences as I get these messages, and sometimes they come from the devil trying to infiltrate the quality of my almost 37-year marriage. I jotted down some headings that I feel would be helpful to a relationship. And while it helps to keep me on track as well, if you have no sails on the wide open sea of your relationship, then perhaps you can find a set of sails in this message. My marriage is not a model of perfection per se but is made up of a series of hard-fought battles 
thus ending in victory to this point. And I say victory because we are still together. And I say to this point, because if history is an indicator of the present and future, then we will have more battles to win. You see, you don't know the strength of your marriage until you know whether you can stand, or are willing to stand, in and through all the difficult times. Battle-hardened is a good term, but unfortunately in today's culture, even the Christian culture, battle seems more inclined to harden the heart against each other, and not against a common enemy, which is the devil and his kids. So now you say, but Ken, I have been in marriage for 20 plus years, but don't feel like I have a lot going on. And that there is just one of the battles you must win. Winning in your marriage is equally, if not a greater victory, than winning making disciples that remain, or equipping the saints for the work of ministry. For example, this message will equip a saint for the work of ministry by touching on some foundational elements of a quality marriage. But it has a dual role of equipping a couple, dual soldiers of God, to remain in a fight until it has had its work. So now you should know that you cannot work on everything in a marriage at the same time. Usually the things that are broken in a marriage, in us, our thinking and or strength or lack thereof, of our walk with God. So be patient, as it is a fruit of the right spirit, as James states. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Galatians 5:22-26. In the beginning it was, then wasn't, then it was again. In Genesis 2.18, God got this revelation that it wasn't good that we men be alone. And so thus, eHarmony.com was birthed into civilization. <laughs> Just kidding. Genesis 2.18 And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper, comparable to him. So women, you are made by the hand of God. God made you, not to control you, but that you would know him, and what is the purest expression of his love towards you, through marriage. You are a suitable helper to your husband at this point in history. There is a love connection that is oh so strong that down the road, that connection to love will keep some of the humanity from paying the debt they so deservedly should have been required to pay. Now that's love. Funny that it took the love of God many years later to bring us back. So all is well until the beast shows up and he makes a promise of deity likeness. And even though we already had it, she... Eve took the bait and believed the lie. Listen to the CD Seedling message for a deeper study on that specific issue. Women don't fall for the same lie trap Eve fell for, the promise of more or better. We also know it as greener grass. So now the man or woman relationship is redefined due to this adultery committed with the beast, the serpent. And we know that just by the fact of reading Genesis, Adam stayed in the relationship due to the deep love he had with Eve. Imagine for a second that you had clear knowledge that the woman who was given to you by God actually came from your own body. It is the only time ever that a man was used to produce another human being. Wow. Anyway, the love Adam had for Eve was unique to them alone due to those events. But because of the sinning against her first love, that is God, her relationship was redefined. Genesis 3.16 states, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children, your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Okay, so a couple of things here. It would seem that before the affair, Adam and Eve had equal share and responsibility. Different roles, but co-partners in life. I think God set this one up, as he knew this wouldn't work. 
Someone had to have the final say, even in a world without sin. Notice it was the woman who fell first. Now I'm not knocking women, just pointing out a truth, so that I can continue with my story, which I will do now before I get a shoe upside my head. Sorrow multiplied, yep. Painful birthing, yep. Men were not created for this as we see Adam had to be sedated by God to produce Eve. I'm sure that there is something to that statement that, I am sure that there is something to this statement that, your desire will be for your husband, but I cannot see the downside. But this doesn't mean that it is a good thing. You see how God decreed punishment, 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 then makes that statement? Probably not good. But so we move on to the point that many women still struggle with today, and that is a ruling husband. Marriage redefined, but it doesn't end here, as we know that Jesus broke the curses of sin, and once again, redefined and restored the garden marriage, in terms of behavior, but not in structure. More on this later in this message as well. So when do you work on your relationship? The relationships of today? Every day? Well, it depends on where you started. The variables could lead to a substantial book, so I won't do that here. But suffice to say, depending on where you are right now, will depend on what items or issues require work and which do not. Marriage is not a war or battle every day. No doubt for a season, depending on what's going on. But while in that season, if you let it have its intended work, it will pass successfully and prepare you for the next. The key is, as your marriage matures, is to grow from each battle so that you avoid repeating the same battle throughout your entire marriage. The good news is that something will take years, yes, even decades, to work out. An example is, even if you had the gift of celibacy, being single. Some of your issues may still take years to iron out. 1 Corinthians 7, 7, Matthew 19, 11, 12. Either way, we are in this for the long short haul. Battles feel long because you are in it. You are in an uncomfortable place that requires personal change. And we do not like to change because it is uncomfortable. But there is so much. But look, if we had a difficulty scale measuring the change process, as we are presented with the opportunity to change, the scale would decline or incline from the center point based on how much we resisted the change. We are always a variable in the change equation. Change has a purpose, which leads us to and through the future. More able to maturely deal with stuff, with the battle, than in the past. Well, that's it for today. I gotta go find some sofa change, cause dang, I'm still looking for that shoe. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, steal, and destroy the work of the enemy and create space for the light of lights to shine through into people's lives. Find a seat and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep water.